report. So I will conduct the chair duties as needed and we'll dive into it. Hi, Jessica. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Good. Hi, Regan. How are you? Hi, good. See you in a second here. Karen, you tell me when we want to start. Let's do it. Recording in progress. Okay, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Kevin McGowan, Department of Public Works for the City of Sausalito. And uh, this evening, uh, members of the Pedestrian Bicycle Advisory Committee of the City of Sausalito are meeting in their March 20th, 20th 2023 meeting and will be conducted telephonically through Zoom and broadcast live on the city's website and cable TV channel 27. That's our first item, which is our call to order. So I will call the roll at this point, if that's okay. Um, Jessica Penrod. Present. Uh, Kieran Culligan. Here. Regan Fulton. Here. Jake Bayer. I don't think he's here. And Aaron, Aaron Roller, not here. We have three folks here from our, our, of our commissioners. So I do think we have a quorum at this point in time. So we're good to go. Great, thank you, thank you Kevin. Um, next item, public comment for items not on the agenda. Is there a statement to read for that one, Kevin? Yeah, give me a sec, hold on. All right, I do have a statement if I can find it. So we are on item two, which is public comment. Video or audio public comment participation is limited to three minutes per speaker. If you would like to make a comment, please raise your hand in the Zoom application and you will be called upon when it is your time to speak. To raise your hand on a phone, press star nine. Each speaker will be notified when the time has elapsed. Are there, is there anybody who would like to make a public comment on items not on the agenda? Pressure's on, Kevin Carroll. I don't see any hands raised, uh, Mr. Vice Chairman. All right, let's close public comment. Sounds good. And that moves us on to item three, which is uh, discussion items. And um, we have three items here. And our first item is 3A, past grant performance and future grant opportunities. So I'm not sure, Mr. Vice Chairman, how you would like to start this. Um, I do have a few PowerPoint slides to kind of run through a couple things, but I thought Mr. Warren Wells might want to uh, lead us. Go Warren, go Warren. Yeah, Warren, if you want to open kind of with a few kind of perspectives based on what you've seen um, across a lot of jurisdictions um, and maybe some of the performance you've seen, it's also that'd be a great opening. I don't believe Warren has any slides and then we can hand it back over to Kevin and then go to discussion. Does that sound good? Yeah, sure. Sure thing. Thanks. Thanks, Kevin. And thanks, Kieran. Um, so like I said, I, I, don't, I don't, didn't have time to put together some slides on this, but, um, you know, just one thing I really want to stress, and this is something that I, you know, this is not unique to Sausalito, but you know, kind of across the county, you know, recognizing that you know our cities don't have a, a ton of funding, you know, locally for for um, complete streets improvements, you know, and, and therefore we really have to go out, you know, for you know local, you know, regional, state, and federal grants 
to fund the kind of stuff we want. Um, and so it's really key, I think, both to be um, you know, tracking, you know, aware of the grant, the grant programs that there are out there for the kind of work that this committee um, is interested in, in the, the projects this committee is interested in developing, um, what those timelines are, and then doing our best to make sure that we have projects queued up that will align with the, um, with the, the project, the criteria of those different grant programs. Um, you know, so and 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 you know that can there's a, a bunch of different. You know, I, I haven't put together the matrix here, but like there's a bunch of different different grant programs. You know, we have some smaller grant programs that Tam um, can give out on like the um, you know kind of like several hundred thousand dollar projects. Those are the the TFCA and uh, TDA. Kevin, you, you might be able to correct me on this. I'm sorry, my initialisms aren't great. There's a couple different grant programs from TAM that yeah that fund these sort of you know 100 200 dollars projects, um, you know and then we have a, a bunch of other grant programs. Um, you know we have the OBAG, which is the One Barrier Grant Program. This is where we just recently got the money for uh, the Bridgeway um, project from the, the construction funding from. That's a grant program that comes up every three years. Um, that one is again it's we can get a fair amount more money from that. There were projects that got OBEG funding for, you know, two, $3 million in Marin. Um, and, and that one is something that is scored by, scored by TAM, the Transportation Authority of Marin. And really their, their criteria, I was looking at those ahead of time, um, is, is really looking at projects of regional significance. So is this a, is this a project that, you know, one connects to um, regionally important transit? We have a ferry terminal here in Saucedo. Is this a project that, that connects to a priority development area um, or PDA as they call it, or is this a project of regional uh, regional significance? And you know, given Bridgeway's centrality, especially in the bicycle um, network of Marin, I think focus, looking for for projects on Bridgeway are really going to be really important for the future OBAG cycle. We, we we had one, we had a successful one this year. Uh, this cycle, it'll be important to look at that um, next time. Kind of next at the at the at the state level um, is the ATP, the Active Transportation Program. This is kind of the premier, you know, bike and pedestrian uh, grant program at the state level. This can give out this can you know you can get a ton of money for for ATP projects. Um, and this is something that <clears throat> I actually see. Again, this is not a not get Sausalito, this was an issue kind of countywide. I think Marin didn't ask for, didn't, I, I would have loved to see seen more applications for ATP from Marin. As, as it was, we didn't ask for a ton and didn't, and, and we we got a couple of projects in, in San Rafael, but there were other counties, you know, um, Santa Cruz County, similar population to Marin, 260,000 people. They got, I think, $114 million in the ATP and a couple, including a couple large, like 35 or $40 million projects, huge projects that again, like Santa Cruz itself is not funding, but they're getting that from the state because they had probably these rails, the trails projects lined up. I was a scorer, um, like a, a, I was one of the first, the project evaluators, the ATP uh, this past cycle. And I can kind of do a longer pre presentation of this in the future and just sort of giving a quick gloss, but Again, really, they're looking for again regional significance. Does it connect to existing facilities? You don't want something that's in an island. We want something that is you know bridging a gap. Or and is this an, on a corridor 
where there have been a documented number of bicycle and pedestrian injuries. Again, really good stuff for Bridgeway, because um, you know, it kind of checks a lot of boxes for these sorts of projects. Resource significance, high, very high, you, you know, ridership, use, you know, user base, and a lot of um, a lot of documented, a, a long history of documented collisions. Lastly, and I'll hand it back. Um, there is one grant program that has just completed its first cycle. This is what's this is a federal grant program called the Safe Streets and Roads for All, um, SS4A. It's it's often initialized. Um, so this is a five billion dollar grant program from the feds um, that actually can fund both planning and implementation. Um, it's kind of aimed at Vision Zero. At, at how to, you know, it's it's aimed to reduce bicycle and pedestrian injury collisions. Um, and again, I, I said it has sort of two parts. You, you can you can apply for money for a for a Vision Zero action plan, and or if you have a Vision Zero action plan already, you can apply from the same grant source SS4A for implementation for construction funding. Now, Saucedo does not have a Vision Zero action plan currently. But the county, in conjunction, um, and actually, Kevin, this is a question. I have to should ask you a question here. I know the county is currently working on updating its local road safety plan, LRSP. It's kind of an alphabet soup here. Um, and this is something they did five years ago, I guess, and they're they're doing an update on this. And I, it's my understanding. I'm actually I'm waiting to hear back from the county for confirmation on this, but I know it's, this has been the case in other counties. That that the that local road safety plan can serve can kind of act as a Vision Zero action plan, which un, will would unlock Saucedo and other if if we participate and other participating jurisdictions who who kind of get in under that umbrella for this um, local road safety plan, that'll unlock it'll that'll provide eligibility for the Safe Streets and Roads for All grant program. So it unlocks a ton of money. I was looking at. Um, I was looking at uh, the figures earlier in California and across, sorry. Um, across the state, um, there were, I think about $118 million in implementation funding uh, awarded to jurisdictions that have, that have already completed a vision zero or, uh, or eligible plan. Contra Costa County got $29 million for a bunch of projects. Again, huge amounts of money, again, especially in, in the context of, um, of small cities like Saucedo. And it'll be really important to, to queue up um, projects so we can apply for that funding next time. And, and that, that grant program, Safe Seats and Roads for All, that'll happen every year. So the next, um, uh, the notice of funding, I think, should have, should come out in April or May, and applications will be due in September. Okay, that was kind of a lot, um, but that's those are sort of four different grant programs that we're kind of keeping an eye on and making sure that that our cities around the county um, have projects ready to apply for them. Yeah, Kieran. Hey, that was great. Um, I've heard about $130 million of Bay Trail competitive grants coming. Is that in that group or is that another one? No, no, no I'm glad you brought that up. Sorry, I, I didn't have that on my notes. I'm very happy you raised that. So another grant program that we haven't, we just haven't seen it yet, but but it'll be uh, coming up relatively soon, probably within the next year, um, 
regional measure three, which was a, a voter passed increase on bridge tolls in the past in 2018, but was was held up by uh, challenges in the courts for several years, was just decided in favor of the, you know, of the Bay, the Bay Area government. So it's saying this, this was constitutional. That uh, is a huge funding source for a bunch of different projects all over the Bay. One of them is a competitive $150 million fund for Bay Trail projects that connect to transit. It's like, well, that's Bridgeway. So, so a really, I mean, like, and it'll be competitive. You know, we're one, we're but one county in the Bay Area. There'll be a bunch of other uh, cities and towns looking for that same pot of money. Um, but not everyone has has Bay Trail that connects to transit um, in their cities. So I think that uh, Saucedo, that, that Karen, I'm really glad you brought that up. Saucedo is kind of a, a shoe, and I think. With a good application for that for that funding source. All right, so I'll turn it back to you guys. Sorry for the kind of quick loss and no no uh, no slides, but uh, that's all right, thanks. Vice Chairman. I have some more slides, maybe to add to some context for the city of Sausalito, unless you would like to to um, uh, discuss much amongst yourselves first. Yeah, let's actually hold questions and conversation until we go through your material, Kevin, and then we can take any public comment and then jump into questions and discussion. That sounds good. Hold on a sec. And can you see my screen? It says uh, Pedestrian Bicycle Advisory Committee for March 20th. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Um, we obviously have our agenda this evening. And so the city of Sausalito utilizes a consultant to help us identify grants um, to support some of our work. We're utilizing California consulting and we were hoping to have our consultant here this evening, but she actually works out of New York. So um, that would be very late for her. <laughs> I talked to her earlier today and she was not feeling great anyway. So hopefully I'll kind of walk through a few things that the Public Works Department has applied for. And then I'd like to talk a little bit about some of the other grants that are coming up as well. So the City of Sausalito through Public Works has applied for quite a few grants over the last couple of years. Um, a quick grant which came through from TAM. Um, we applied for Coloma Street to get additional funding as well as Nevada Street. I believe Nevada Street got some funding, but not enough to really do all the work we wanted to do on that particular street. And that was simply a striping project. Um, Bay Trails grant, we were successful in receiving design funds for the Bridgeway bike lanes. And that is from Princess to uh, Richardson. And we recently have had our proposals come in for the design work and we're anticipating bringing that award to council fairly soon. In addition, uh, we've applied for several grants, uh, excuse me, several projects for OBAG-3, which is one Bay Area grant. And as Warren kind of mentioned, you have to take a look at your project to see if, see if it dovetails well into the grant guidelines. That's always been kind of tricky. And I'll just taking a look at the other grants on the list that Warren mentioned, ATP, um, Active Transportation Program, and HSIP, Highway Safety Improvement Program. 
we we apply for all sorts of projects for those, but we have not been successful. And I was hoping from our perspective that we would like to get those projects such as Coloma Street, Easterby, um, Bridgeway from Napa to San Carlos, as well as uh, Gate 5 and Harbor, some flood studies. I was hoping to get all of those taken care of with outside funding, but they just, they're too competitive. So a lot of other jurisdictions will go after those funds, which makes it difficult for us as a small city to try to get the funding that we need for some of these um, safety projects. I, I forgot to list one on here, which was the Easterby project, which is a signal project. However, OBAG 3 did come up and we applied for four projects through, through OBAG 3 and were successful on getting some construction funds authorized for that project, Bridgeway Bike Lanes from Richardson, um, Princess to Richardson. The project hasn't been vetted with the community yet. And so uh, we may request to have those funds pushed out or um, try to go through some of the, the outreach that we can for the project before we move forward with any type of construction. We've also reached out with our consultant to take a look at things called the ATTAIN grant or a SMART grant, which has to do with sea level rise and a study for gate five. There was also a Pisces grant that we submitted for and a boating and waterways grant for the Turney Street boat ramp. It's kind of interesting, and I'm, I'm sorry I'm talking a little too much here, but um, for the boating and waterways grant, Kearney Street is one of the only locations that the public can get access to the water um, basically free. It's just a, a public boat launch. It's our only boat launch. However, the criteria for the boating and waterways grant didn't really dovetail well into what we want to do there, which is basically clean out the waterway itself so we get better access and improve the docks off of one side of that. And so the grant language didn't dovetail well with it. And when we talked to the representatives who we met with last week and walked the site, they, they gave us some recommendations, but there's also a lot of caveats to it. So if we pursued something for the boating um, and waterways grant, we would have to provide uh, parking for trailers. How many? 40 trailers. We just don't have that much space. So, you know, there's there's lots of nuances with every single grant and we have to kind of get into it a little bit. So let's see if I've, I've got a couple other things to chat about and I'll just stop the slide presentation while I talk about the rest of these things. So in meeting with our consultants today, um, I had originally requested to have a full list of all of the things that we've applied for and all of the things that we've been successful with as far as grant applications. It's a fairly large list and they haven't provided to me yet. So with our next meeting, or I can always send it to everybody if you're interested. There are quite a few grants available out there, things that we haven't heard of before. And uh, I'll give you a, a, for instance, there's a local agency technical assistance through, through um, the California Public Utilities Commission, uh, some type of a grant there. There's a grant application for an OPR grant, which is an adaptive planning grant program. We've got all sorts of other ones. Uh, one thing that is coming up, even though we did apply for ATP and H HSIP, which are the, uh, the basic bread and butter grants for public works type of projects. 
The other one that's coming up is the Bay Area Air Quality Management District. And so bikeways, roadways, lanes, and pathways can be applicable to that. The city will probably submit four projects through this grant um, to be funded by this grant. A couple of them come up. One is the Coloma Street project where we have a sidewalk right, right next to the school. And we want to extend that sidewalk all the way up to Olima Street to have connectivity with the Rotary and other portions of the community. So that's an ideal application. But again, it's competitive. So we, we do our best to put our application in and uh, you know, it depends upon the awarding agency. A couple other grants to mention, and um, hold on, let me take a look at my list here. The city has gone back and applied for grants associated with homelessness and a family, a family grant, I think it's called, and applied for funding through the County of Marin for um, some homeless activities that we've had here in Sausalito. And we've been successful with those. So even things that may not relate specifically to pedestrian bicycle um, commutes and everything else, other, other funding is needed for what we do. And in addition, our, our former mayor had applied for a planning grant and a million dollars to take a look at some sea level rise issues here in town. And I believe she was successful with that as well. So we are continuing to look for grants, look for opportunities, trying to identify those projects that dovetail well into what the grant language is. And Warren kind of said it, it's that's difficult, trying to make sure that your capital program and the projects that you have are lining up with the type of money that's coming forward. And he did mention SS4A, um, safe streets for all. That's a good one that we're taking a look at. We want to make sure that we have our projects lined up. Uh, one thing that is nice, even though we've been working hard on this, is we do have the previous applications that we can submit for these projects, and that helps. But getting things dovetailed in together has been tricky. A couple other things that you may not be aware of, such as a lot of granting agencies the funding has to benefit uh, disadvantaged communities. In a way, we're kind of uh, lucky to have a disadvantaged community close to us. And that way we can try to work together with that community to try to identify projects that benefit both of us. And so those are a few different grants coming forward in relation to that. The Environmental Justice Government to Government Grant there's also a transit-oriented development planning grant called a TOD and some other ones. Now, honestly, I wouldn't know where to look for all these, but our consultant does. So even though she's on the East Coast, um, maybe next time we can have her join us and talk a little bit about what she looks for and how she goes about her business of identifying grants that would be well-suited for Sausalito. So that's all I have right now. Turn it back over to you, Mr. Vice Chairman. Great, thank you, Kevin. Uh, any, actually let's take public comment and then we'll switch back to questions and discussion just at the same time. So I'll open up public comment. Sybil, do you wanna kick us off? Let's see, oops, I can't start my video as I've 
videos turned off by the host. Okay. So, oh, that my video. Okay. So, uh, I don't know about you, but I understand better when I can see the lips of the person talking to me. Um, so, um, the timing on this is absolutely perfect because um, just a few minutes ago, actually, I got a list of all those grants, but much more from America Walks through our uh, partnership with them. And they've just started an initiative to help um, their fellows, which we are, um, in their intersections initiative to look at how to be successful with some of these grants. Um, I personally wrote a lot of federal grants back in my, in the, day, the days before I officially retired um, <laughs> for the city of San Francisco in particular. Um, but I'm, um, I would love to maybe meet with you, Kevin, because as you know, I'm particularly interested in seeing the sidewalk funded on Coloma Street. And I'd be happy to give you the, you know, um, the, a link to this. I can, you know, figure out how to do this. The information that I just got from America Walks and also what they're offering in terms of how to help. And, um, and if you, you know, um, I would particularly be interested in kind of helping see where I, I can see on this list that he sent me that what might be a pretty good match for trying to get funding for the rest for that other piece of the sidewalk. It may be one that you've already gone for. I don't know. Um, but let me see. Wait, I just lost this long list of grants that have come out. Um, wait, okay. The particular one for sidewalk um, that he they mentioned to me uh, here, new or retrofit sidewalks. Oh, there's one, two, there's one, two, three, four. Oh, there's about seven different grants they're recommending, but they would help us figure out where we would have the best chance, I think for our kind of uh, project. Um, if you're interested in, in having a short meeting and chatting about that, I would love to do that with you. That sounds civil. Let's, let's try a phone call at first and we'll get this over to our consultant. Okay, that would be great. And, you know, um, yeah, and then we can pass this on to, um, I just wanna see how they want us to use it, but I think we can probably pass this on it's got really a lot of great information about, uh, it's probably what your consultant has too. <laughs> it's it's um, many, 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 many grants that are out there and exactly what they're looking for. And, and then you can check into each one. And I used to give trainings to other city agencies in San Francisco and their contractors on how to write federal grants because I was pretty successful which is basically you just tell them what they what they ask you for <laughs> but <laughs> and make sure that what you're doing is what they're what they're interested in but anyway i would love to to see that funded as you know and would be willing to put a little bit of sweat equity into helping the city um you know in in any way i can and this looks like a great opportunity that i just got from our america walks partner that's so, all. Thank you. 
Yeah, thank you so much, Sybil. We might have to like twist your arm to get you to unretire just a little bit so we can tap all of that past ex expertise. Any other public comment? I don't see any other hands raised. Okay, let's move it back. What did you say, Karen? I was just um, saying we need to, we might have to twist your arm to unretire just a little bit so we can tap your expertise. Um, oops. I think, oh, I'm back again. Uh, okay, can you hear me? Yeah, no, I just wanted to say thank you. You wanted, uh, and you were asking me a question? I couldn't hear you. Oh, no, just saying thank you. And then we'll want oh, to- Oh, okay. okay, okay, great. Thank you, I'm sorry. Okay, great. I'll take it back up to the PBAC. Any comments or questions? Regan, Jake, Jessica? I think Warren has his oh, thank you. Oh yeah, Warren. I, I can wait till I talk to everybody if we can had a had a comment. No, I just said no, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean I just wanted to um kind of follow up a bit on some of the things um you know Kevin talked about it. You know, I, I do want to acknowledge, you know, what Kevin said that that you know a lot of these grant programs, especially the the ATP, the active transportation program, are very like competitive and over, oversubscribed. I think you needed uh, either a high 80, like a high 80 uh, last this past cycle to qualify for funding. But, you know, and that's where like, I think that, you know, kind of recognizing that and, you know, that, that Saucedo and this is advice that I'm giving other towns as well, is that like for the ATP at least, like you probably should be applying for something like a little bit like flashier, it's not a technical term, but but like if you like the, the the projects that get funded like are are not projects like the you know like the Easter Bee signal improvements. Like that you might go get that with HSAP or a, other other grant programs, but ATP, I think we need to be kind of setting our sights a little bit higher um and kind of aiming for something like trying to get some more ambitious project that's going to score higher as being a, something of regional significance and really, really, you know, closing a significant gap. Um, again, I just kind of like want to hammer on that because like as a, as a scorer for uh, ATP, we saw kind of projects all up and down the gamut from kind of small sidewalk gap closure projects, which are good and cheap, but just be the way they write the rubric have kind of don't, don't end up getting um, that high a score. Whereas like a big kind of multimodal, you know, corridor improvement, like, you know, bridge away from Johnson Napa or, or, you know, like, you know, Harbor to gate six or something, I think, I think would be a much more uh, competitive project for ATP specifically. Jake, any comments or questions? Yeah, I had a quick question. Apologies for being late, by the way. I'm doing some child wrangling here at the same time. Um, it, mainly for, for Kevin and, and Warren, I think you may have answered it, Warren, but I was just curious if you could, if you had examples of the specific criteria they use for grading. I think you you touched on like the amount of people or traffic. Is there anything else to consider um, when when these projects are getting graded? I'm happy to share. I, 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 have, I have the... Um... The, well, the rubrics are public, but I'm happy to kind of share them to this committee for both the um, for OBAG and the ATP. Um, cool. I, again, like the you know th things they're looking at again are, are closing gap closure, history of history of crashes, 
um, regional significance, connection to transit, like Kevin said, connections to equity priority communities, which, you know, like really actually kind of no matter where in Sausalito, I think you can make the case because like if you're trying to go to the ferry from Marin City, you have to go through the rest of Sausalito. Um, it doesn't have to be like, yeah, it, it can be cl close to that. Like Corte Madeira talked about being connecting to an equity priority in community in, in, in one of their grants applications. So like you can, you can stretch it a bit. Um, but I'm happy to share those out. I have, I can share those docs and I'll let Kevin add great. anything if he wants. Thank you. And they are all different, you know, like that's kind of, that's, that's the, that's, therein lies the rub. Like, like there are, there are different criteria and different things they're prioritizing. So like we haven't seen for the, the Bay Trail grant program that Kieran mentioned uh, earlier, like we haven't seen that, that hasn't come up yet. So then that'll have its own criteria that we have to kind of, you know, write the grant for and, and aim a particular project at. Here and you're muted. Just want to see if Jessica or Aaron had any comments or questions. No, not for me at this time. Right, thanks. Thanks, Karen. I'm I'm good. Thanks. Okay, great. Uh, you just got a few things in my mind. Interesting about that Vision Zero Action Plan and how that's popping up as a required element for some of these grant opportunities. Um, Warren, are you seeing like seeing other cities in Marin putting these together? Like, are they is there a fast and cheap way that you can check the box? Like, um, you know, are they really valuable in and of themselves, and we should invest in it in a bigger way? Like, what would you suggest as a best strategy? Well, yeah. So let me ask Kevin this question. So I know it's my understanding that 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 there, you know, in twenty eighteen, there was a countywide effort to do a systemic safety analysis report, an SSAR. Um, it looked at all the kind of the most dangerous uh, intersections for different modes across the county. Um, and it's my understanding that the the county is leading an effort to update that uh, document with you know recent new data. The last data was from 2016. Now we have 2021 data uh, to prioritize investments to those places that have seen the most um, injury crashes. It's my understanding that they are that they are, you know. They're trying to make this as much of a countywide and not just unincorporated county effort. And and the way I understand it is, is, is that any communities that do kind of buy into that uh, that update of the the local road safety plan would then that would essentially count as a vision zero action plan for eligibility when applying for safe streets and roads for all grant programs. So it's sort of, it's like, it's not like a, it wouldn't be a Saucedo Vision Zero Action Plan, but if Saucedo is kind of like, you know, hitching its wagon to the county's update, then it counts for us, it is good for us for um, for applying for SS4A funds. So Kevin, I want to ask, do you, are you aware of that effort? I, I don't know what, I don't know what conversations happen between different DPW directors. I've just talked to Rosemary about this. So I'm kind of not sure where they are um, in discussions with the other jurisdictions in Marin. I'm not aware that the county has reached out to us on that specific type of um, vision zero action plan. 
I'm working with a local hazard mitigation plan with the county and all the other jurisdictions, but that's a little bit different. Okay, but not not the update of the local road safety plan. Nope. Okay, maybe they just haven't. Uh, I'll I'll loop in with with Dan and Rosemary. I I get I I know this is is the plan, but I just don't know what, what the conversations they've had with you know clearly not with you yet. So I'll make sure that uh, to connect those dots. That'd be great. Thank you. Great. Uh, another question is you know it feels like to really oversimplify it, there's there's grant opportunities that tend to be on the smaller side of things. Could be tens of thousands of dollars, hundred thousand dollars, low hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then there's much bigger opportunities. Um, I'll put ATP in, in the bigger opportunity list. For that second category, like what would you put in that list and how can we, because I'd really like to think about how kind of we as a commission and Salcedo generally are like ahead of the game. Because um, it feels like, you know, la la I think it was about last year, we kind of looked at it and went like, oh, the ATP site visits have already come and gone. Like, oh, back three is due at the end of the week. What do we apply for? Like. I'd love to be just further ahead to be able to line up like the flashier marketing side of things, the city council support where we need it, the design information, like where that's helpful. Like I assume ATPs on that list, like Kevin Warren, like are there others that are kind of at that level that we should plan around? Well, safe streets and roads for all, which again, like we are not yet, Saucedo and no other jurisdictions from Rin yet are, I think, yet eligible for safe streets and roads for all implementation plans. But those are definitely in the same order. They're not in the 40, there were, there were, there were $28 million, it was a $28 million award. You know, you can get a lot of money from that. I don't know that Saucedo is going to, but, but, but like they're awarding, there were, you know, projects they were getting, giving out 10, $20 million from that grant program too. So it's it's also a large, a large dollar grant program. Okay, good to know. Uh, is Will there be another OBAG? Yeah, I think it's out on three, that's on three year cycles. And okay. that's, you know, that's on this, just because they get that out based on a population basis. So Marin, I think got 11, maybe you can correct me, Kevin, like, like 10 or $11 million worth of OBAG funding across the county. Um, so it's kind of like a, yeah. An allocation that Miranda's going to get, and then Tam calls her projects, and then Tam and MTC do the scoring and kind of like sort them based on on their merit, and then as funding allows. Okay, gotcha. Thanks. So I'll add to that just a little bit. Having projects that are shovel ready, that's a big deal. So uh, a couple of our projects, we're deciding to move forward with the design, getting everything ready so that we can identify construction funding. Coloma Street is one of those that we know we want to extend that sidewalk all the way up to Alima. So we're going to try to design it now, have our consultant put the package together, get the estimates ready so that we're more um, shovel ready and we can just say, yep, we're ready to go to build. And that's more appealing to some of the granting agencies. And then you asked, okay, how can we be more appealing to granting agencies? It's... <clears throat> identifying larger scale projects and going through the designs and the planning and get everything ready before you have to go and ask for construction funding. So um, I can think of, you know, the North South Greenway through town. If we can move forward with some of those designs and get everything kind of ready moving forward, we can really start picking things apart and identifying where the funding is coming from for each piece. Got it. Thanks, Dad. And last question I had, um, there was something passed on to me by Matthew Hartzell from WTB TAM, the advocacy 
organization and it was regarding this $150 million Bay Trail competitive grant. And what he was saying is that under the current alignment, um, really from from the the northern end, the end of the Sausalito multi-use, Sausalito Mill Valley multi-use path all the way to, um, I think Napa, it's an on-street alignment. So a class two Shero essentially, or a bike lane uh, on street. And so we wouldn't be eligible for even applying for any of the $150 million. Um, and that he had spoke to planners at Bay Trail MTC and they confirmed that, but that city council has the right to make the changes to essentially change the alignment, um, which doesn't mean we are committing to anything, but it would say that kind of there's opportunity out there. I'm actually surprised that the alignment is that given that we have a greenway plan and we've looked at it. So um, I don't know, Kevin or Warren, like, have you heard anything about this? Um, is there a chance that like Matthew might be missing something that there is already an alignment given that we have a greenway vision? Um, I just I would hate the, to see that we aren't eligible for any of that money because of some city council motion, you know, for many, many years past, it's not relevant to the current, uh, what's in our current strategic plan. Yeah, so Matt has done more kind of diligence uh, on this discussions with MTC than I have. I just know what I know, like what you know through him. That said, like, it is the case that the, that the Bay Trail, the official Bay Trail alignment from you know Napa to Gate Six is just on Bridgeway. Um, it, there is there is not even like a a planned or alternate alignment that follows what's detailed in the um, in the Greenway Plan from 2011, whatever it is. Um, and I think that's yeah. I think like I don't know if an oversight that that's a uh, something that could that could and ought to be changed. Um, I, I, I have never gone through, I mean, again, Matt said he's talked to the folks at Bay Trail. I have never gone through the process of getting a, a Bay Trail realignment um, like change in their map. But if it's as simple as the city council resolution, then great, you know, especially if it if it opens up um, that additional funding. I know that like, I, I'm interested to see how that'll work with Bay Trail sort of politically, because like they never want to go backwards in mileage. Like they don't want to say like, oh, well, we had like, this extra mile of this mile of Bay Trail, which is now a mile of planned Bay Trail, but you know, but if it's but 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 if it's as simple that they have to follow what the city council says, then great. Gotcha. All right. Good to know. Thank you, Kevin. Have you heard anything on that front? No, I haven't talked to Mr. Matt Hartzell. I don't exactly know what he's talking about, but I can understand why that you know if you have a bike lane that's not a separated bike lane, it might not be considered part of the Bay Trail. It's something to look into. Yeah, I'm happy to look into it as well. I mean, he sensed a sense of urgency just because, yeah, of our eligibility. And once that money is released, we may not be able, it's too late, basically. Okay, yeah, those are my questions and comments. Thank you. Thank you very much for this. Definitely insightful. And uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity here, including those ones that Sybil brought up for America Walks. I think our pads and stairs often fall to um, pretty low on the priority list and there could be good ways to, to help out some of the special parts of our town. I think we are, unless you want to take any more public comment on 3A, we're moving on to 3B, which is the uh, Greenway Harbor to Gate 6 Road. Great. Yeah, let's move on to 3B. 
I, who's going to lead the charge on this item? Yeah, I'll lead the charge on this one. It's quite quick, um, but it really builds off of the previous conversation. Uh, I'm just going to project three pages for whatever reason they're all wrong. Stand by. Okay, can people see my screen? Not yet. Not yet. It's just loading, I think. Okay. It says I'm screen sharing. Let me know. Still nothing? It just says you've started sharing, yeah. Oh, let me see. Let me try it again. Uh, trying again here. How about now? Got it. Yep. There you go. Great. So when we talk about the Bridgeway Greenway, uh, we've been using segments as shorthands for, for different portions. And they are fairly different in their nature. Uh, what I want to cover briefly today is segment six, which is from Harbor at the south end, so near Molly Stones, up to Gate 6, which would really be the southern terminus of the existing Sausalito Mill Valley multi-use path. Um, this one is, all the pieces are, are important. This one is pretty interesting because for the existing vision plan that's out there for the Greenway, this one had the lowest cost by far, just because there's an existing city right-of-way, essentially on the eastern side of Bridgeway. Um, certainly not to say it's an easy project, but you, and, and it um, creates a relatively like natural flow. So rather than creating the greenway right in the middle and then everyone having to flip sides uh, to get to the greenway and then get back onto Bridgeway, like you just have a natural extension off of the Sausalito Mill Valley multi-use path, which takes them all the way to, to Harbor. And you know, while I know a decent amount of time and effort went into the, the gate six intersection overhaul, I think we can all admit, like it's you know, it, it's a pretty complicated spot. There's a lot going on there. It would be um, less hectic, I think, for everyone involved to to have kind of bikes moving on, moving sides at Harbor rather than kind of in the thick of things as people are getting onto the freeway and not to the freeway. Um, so, calling out one of the reasons I want to call it segment six is because it feels like it has a lot of things going for it. Let me just flip, and one of them is like, you know, why talk about this? We have a whole bunch of other stuff in motion. Um, here's where we were a year ago, a little bit less than a year ago in terms of projects that we've been talking about in some capacity at PBAC, whether they're just ideas, whether there's some pre-design work going on all the way to construction or complete construction. Uh, and this segment six was sitting here just in the idea category along with all the other parts of the Greenway. Um, we're making progress. Uh, some some backslides due to mudslides, but you know for the most part we're making progress on a lot of fronts. Nevada Street restriping is done, Bridgeway Waterfront. You know, hopefully the RFP um, will there'll be a selection on that soon, and we'll have a design that we can engage with and engage the community about. We're starting to see the outcomes of the safety study at Bridgeway between Napa and Johnson. Fairland side one I know is progressing. I'm interested to see more of those details, etc. Um, what, what we don't have is like, okay, within that idea category, what do we want to start to move forward 
next because we know it's a multi-year journey. I forget how many years it was for that gate six overhaul to come to pass, uh, but it was something like 13 years. And if we know it's gonna take a long time to get, get design money, get city council alignment, seek, seek multiple grant, grants most likely to make something come to fruition, like what do we wanna start building into the CIP, into the program for the future? Um, and I, in the past, we've actually, as a feedback, like we've highlighted segment six. It is still inactive in the CIP, but I think there's a few couple of reasons I'd like to propose that I don't know if there's like a active yet unfunded part of the CIP where we could put it. But um, so one, there's a natural extension from, from the multi-use path as we've already described. There has a cost advantage of it is uh, we already have the right of way. It has a, I think, community engagement element of like, it's kind of less, there's less trade-offs of things that have to give in order to make that multi-use path extend. So I think it's easier from a community engagement perspective in terms of if you had to pick which segment to start with. It's within a half mile of a community of concern being Marin City, um, which I know at least for some of the grant programs we've looked at recently, that half mile radius um, is kind of the like, it definitely counts versus you have to make the argument that it counts. So it's definitely within that and it would qualify. Um, and it's just, I think it would be a great benefit. I think a lot of people um, don't wanna be on Bridgeway. They wanna continue in a much lower stress way, whether they're a someone passing through, they're a resident that just wants to get to the grocery store, um, that wants to head up to points north in Mill Valley or vice versa. Um, and so, yeah, what I want to just highlight here is, uh, you know, this this feels, in the context of the grant discussion and in the context of we're seeing other things move forward, what's gonna fill that next pre-design gap? Segment six feels like a good candidate. Um, I'll stop there. Um, I think you know maybe one of the questions for Kevin to put you on the spot a little bit is from a CIP perspective, right? Like I, I fully recognize there isn't tons of CI, extra CIP funding to go around, but knowing that even just it being on the CIP allows us to seek certain design funds. Um, is there a place that can kind of, it can live in the CIP without having to commit city council or the city general funds to it? So to answer your question, any type of project that we have that, that has merit such as this one goes on the CIP, it's on there. So it depends upon how council would like to move forward with it. It's, it's of a decent size, project, I know there's funding wise that I think that we're going to need some type of outside funding to support it. And just listening to Warren and listening to others, it it might be a very good candidate to move forward with, especially the SS4A type of work uh, or type of funding and, and others that come up. So it, to me, it looks like a decent candidate and it's, we want to make sure that um, all of us, including our city council, are on board with moving it forward, that type of thing. Remember, there are other, other things on the CIP that have relevance as well to the city council. Gotcha. Thanks, Kevin. Um, maybe I'll open up for public comment, and then we can get back to question, any other questions or discussions from the PVAC crew. All right, open up to Jen. Mr. Vice Chair, should we stop sharing your screen? or? Yeah, I'll turn off the screen share. Thank you. Um, 
oops, sorry. Hi, I'm I'm unclear. I've read the reports, but I'm unclear of exactly what you're talking about. There's already a bike path on each side of Bridgeway in this section six. Are you talking about moving those pathways to a double direction major path on the bay side? That's right. Okay, and then you know we are in global warming, and there's a comment about must this project, if you do that, would require removing multiple trees. We need all the tree cover we've got. So, so, and where exactly are you going to put this? I mean, I I don't understand how you put that on the bay side of the road when there's a boulevard down the middle of it, a bridgeway, you have to take the boulevard out? No, I believe, I mean, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave this to the professionals who, who would design it, um, but that the initial kind of high level designs that have been done for the entirety of the Greenway in that section show the alignment. It's essentially what's currently the sidewalk in that section is yeah. only a small part of what actually what's the city right of way. So the idea is you could, probably consume some of the old, the existing bike um, bike section and use the full city right of way to create a multi-use path that could accommodate bi-directional bicycles and pedestrians. A, a lot of that path descends quite acutely down a hill. So it may have the right of way, but it's at a 45 degree angle. This is the section between gate six, uh, between really just just from harbor to the the existing multi-use path to the north so no no hillside there but totally okay. see what you mean when you go south further south it gets a lot more complicated okay i'm still unclear but never never mind i'll wait for the more accurate plans that show things great and i can dig up some of the older designs and uh, make sure that we include them in the minutes or send them along that I'd appreciate that. Thanks. Happy to. Any other public comment? Thank you, Jen. All right, closing public comment, and then I'll hand it back to see if there's any questions or comments from PBAC members. I think Jessica has her hands raised. Oh, hi, Jessica. Yes. Hi. Um, I just following on that last uh, public comment was I, I think that there are some slides that we could um, potentially share with the actual graphics to help illustrate so you could see kind of how the, the spacing is out in the, the public right away of it in later comments. So I'd, I'd also add that there are challenges with that alignment, driveway entrances, the trees are rather large right now. Um, I'm concerned that I can't remember if they are eucalyptus trees or not, but I think they are fairly tall and changing them out um, would not be a bad idea uh, just to have something that's not going to fall on the roadway or drop limbs on cars, that type of thing. It also the existing trees push up the sidewalk and push up the existing pathway. So that's a concern from a maintenance perspective. But yeah, there are challenges. You think we need to look for funding for it, and um, let's make sure it's on the CIP list and and continue on. Great, Warren, I see your hand up. And so, um, thanks for that, Kevin. Is it is it on the current 
2022, 2023 CIP. I, I don't see it on there. I don't think it is, but it will be on the 23-24 list. Okay. So has just in the city of Sausalito, how how do projects get it put onto that list? Is that at your discretion or does council have to review that or what, what's the process for that? If they'll excuse my ignorance. I try to capture all the projects, as many as I can. In general, anything above $30,000 in a general estimate should go on the list. <laughs> However, <laughs> we do have projects that come up quite often throughout the year that aren't on the original CIP. And on the next item, I'll show you a few of those. So, so the process is that basically you're making sure that, that the, kind of the, the key items are getting added to that, to that list. That's right. We've got, you know, I, I don't have the document in front of me, but the last I remember there are on the five-year CIP, there were 96 projects. You know, obviously we can't fund all those over five years. We have to find outside funding. But to answer your question, anything that you come up with, if we can kind of um, put it into a project specific, I'll try to put it on the list. Okay, Jake. Yeah, just a couple quick questions. What does the acronym CIP stand for? We're all we're all learning here tonight. I think. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you know, I that's okay. I tease my staff about having too many acronyms. <laughs> that's all right. It's the Capital Improvement Program. Each city ah, should right. have one, and each county should have one as well. And it's updated every year, and it goes into the budget cycle. It tells council, okay, we're going to fund these projects this year, or we're not going to fund projects. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you. And the next one is, um, Kiana, the, the segment six that you showed it, would that include, you know, if we had middle schoolers biking from Sausalita to the, um, the campus there, would that include that route? Uh, if, if kids were to be biking to school to that, that lower campus? What, what exactly, what portion are you thinking of, Jake? So from Harbor, like, I guess it would, it would be if, if they were to come, if they were going to go down Harbor to where you'd cross over um, and, and head over to the campus there. So there's not really a great way to get, unless you go on the sidewalk there, but didn't know if, if getting over to the other side of the intersection would be included in that, or would it just be kind of getting to the bike path? Yeah, so I think it's probably segment six, just like it by its definition, would be from that point at at Harbor points north. I think it would include the intersection of Harbor so that you could make the switch, assuming that we're you're addressing the further south section at the same time. Right. Um, yeah. And I know it is a tricky spot, right? Because I know probably this is the same. If you're coming from Marin City or coming from points north, if you were taking that multi-use path, Crossing yeah. harbor and either taking the bike lane or the sidewalk is probably the safest way to get up into the campus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just something to think about, you know, as we as we get get to that point, getting getting kids on bikes to school is is uh, an exciting prospect. So. Thanks, Vic. Aaron. Hey guys, uh, thanks <laughs> thanks for running the great meeting. I was able to hear a little bit while. Uh, while uh, coming in and out of signal, um, I just wanted to say uh, this is this is just such a great I think segment for an opportunity because it's extending the um, the uh, Mill Valley Sausalito bike path 
And so there's already a lot of traffic going that way. And as you mentioned, the, uh, the intersection there crossing at the freeway, even with its improved um, standpoint, it would be better to, uh, to be able to maybe cross at Harbor near Molly Stones and that kind of thing. Um, also, uh, so, so anyway, this is great. Uh, it also seems that it's, it's kind of low hanging fruit for a lot of different grants because of uh, the safe routes to school aspect. You've got your high schoolers uh, heading to uh, Tam High and uh and then also mill valley people uh you know uh, coming into uh to schools um in in sausalito uh, the various and speaking of schools uh and coloma street it's worth mentioning too like as uh, coloma street's getting its uh it's it's uh safe routes to school um grant uh applied to it maybe something to consider about how best to connect it to the um to the pathway uh, should should uh, should it get upgraded to where people are uh, act actively riding on it? So, um, also wanted to to second that uh, Kevin it was mentioned the trees. Uh, they are yeah, I've heard that from other people that are tree lovers that those trees <laughs> are I think have reached their end of life. Uh, I don't want to quote too much because uh, I don't that's not that's not my uh, thing. But I have been hearing that from other organizations and. In uh, in Sausalito, so um, really, just uh, I think it's it would be a great thing, and it would be wonderful if we can uh, continue the great momentum that we have with getting uh, finding other grants uh, heading to Sausalito. That uh, I think if we really uh, were to uh, advertise uh, the interest here, I, I think uh, people would call like they have been with our with our other segments. So thank you. Thanks, Aaron. I have one page for any other hands up. I have one page from the 2011 study. I could just flash up here. I'll also include it in the minutes and I can email. If anyone emails pback at saucedo.gov, we can also email it around. Is this on screen now? Yeah. Great. Yeah, I'll just scroll up a little bit. So this is the 2011 study. Uh, it goes through all of the segments, um, in particular, gets into the segment six. Um, you know, basically highlighting that what's a quite narrow path, which is, has been widened somewhat, I think, since this photo was taken, um, but it actually has a substantial amount of room. Um, and that it does call out uh, opportunities and constraints um, in, within this entire segment. Um, I think one thing that we would, if we were to prioritize this and start to look into it, is even from 2011 until now, I think a fair amount has changed in terms of the amount of people on the path um, and that we have safety for pedestrians, um, right? So it could even involve, you know, separating the bicycle traffic from the pedestrian traffic versus kind of the, the mixed traffic, the way that the multi-use path is set up. Uh, I'm not a design expert on that, but I could imagine that be kind of a factor of consideration um, that might not have been looked at back in 2011. Regan. Thanks, uh, Karen. The document you just pointed to um, and was shared with us earlier this week, I think is a really important one to try to share more widely because it does give the historical perspective. It shows the, the different documents, um, both local and regional, that have addressed the, uh, the different greenway opportunities and uh, challenges. But various designs have been proposed for a long, long time, 
dating back to 1995, as I recall, and, and then being updated um, several times since then. I would, I would say that our promoting of that historical perspective, I think, would be valuable because at each, each phase of the um, development of these ideas, community involvement has been uh, garnered and there has been a, a variety of input in terms of um, polling of, of citizens to see whether they would use the, the facilities, whether they think that it's worthwhile, et cetera. And, and at each phase, it's, it's been considered um, very worthwhile by the citizenry. But I think after, over time that gets forgotten and it has to be redone and re-looked re at. And uh, that's a shame, I think, because we're, we keep, yeah, spinning our wheels. As it <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Not yeah. my idea, but definitely supportive of good ideas that have been around for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Great. Okay, not seeing any more hands up. I mean, Kevin, one last question to you. Is this something we should think about you know, ourselves commenting to city council on in terms of thinking about it as a CIP pr priority, like they're not priority, but somewhere on this, the, the CIP list for the upcoming year? Is it something you want to consider uh, and come back to us on before we think about taking any further steps? Yeah, that's what I would recommend. I'm still struggling to find enough time to put the capital program together and I'll make sure to include that. But I think the challenge, at least this year, will be finding money to do projects. Uh, the city's kind of hurting for money, as you probably well know. And then um, we will still continue to search out for outside funding, grant funding. But a project like this will need to be designed and vetted, and then construction will need to happen after that. Great. OK. Um, so I think that wraps up 3B and we can move on to 3C. All right, 3C is a project update from me. I'm gonna share my screen one more time and hopefully, whoop, move on, I lost everybody. There we go. All right, my screen should be in blue in front of you. We just went over a bunch of the, uh, the grant funding that DPW did. All right, um, some projects to update you on at this point. I have a few pictures with these and uh, I just want to talk about them quickly. I usually don't get too much time for these, so <laughs> I'm kind of excited. Um, <laughs> Ferry Landside Phase 1. A lot of work has been done on this project over the last five years and the city staff is ready to bring this to the Planning Commission on the 29th. Right, that's the Wednesday, 29th. And um, we are hoping to bring this to the Planning Commission for a few further outreach to the community. But this is the general plan to expand the plaza, to uh, have a bicycle queuing area on the east side of lot one, as well as to install some uh, storm devices uh, next to Gabrielson Park and possibly, uh, I think we'll probably have to go ahead and move the fountain that's currently there and try to stick within budget as well. So that's gonna be a little bit tricky, but we're gonna explain all of this to the planning commission and should have a decent sized presentation for them. 
and everybody is welcome to join us for that meeting. I believe it's at 6 p.m. on the 29th. Uh, it also includes, I, I must have floated this in, <laughs> sorry. It has some bike parking there also in the, the new plaza. And we're simply adding on concrete to the existing plaza so that we give a larger area for pedestrians and cyclists to, to access the ferry. All right, there's also been a lot of effort going on with Ferry Landside Phase 2. And if you recall, you I think we had a presentation from the local professionals group to this group maybe a year or so ago, if not more, about considering changing Lot 1 into a more plaza pedestrian area, not have vehicles in that area. So there is a consultant from SWNA. His name is Bill Hines. He's working on trying to analyze whether this can actually be done. Can we, can we change lot one into more of a municipal setting, maybe a park, maybe something else, and still have the same number of parking spaces through lots two, three, and four? And there is a potential for doing that. And that includes possibly doing um, valet parking or uh, possibly doing different types of parking down here, not necessarily a structure or something like that. But the whole intent is to really take a close look at this, do an analysis of it to find out what is possible. And that's what Bill is working on right now. Not necessarily plans or anything like that to actually make it happen. He's looking at the analytics to make sure that there is enough space for the existing vehicles or at least the existing parking that we have in lot one and to just move that simply north of where the downtown area is. So that's kind of exciting. This is another type of project that if we do move down the, uh, so to speak, road with actually getting to some type of construction, there may be funding for this at the state and federal level. So again, we have to keep our eyes on this and see if we can find some funding to help with this type of project. So there will be more coming from Bill Hines on this and uh, when he, when he gets closer with his analysis. All right, um, in our last meeting with uh, PBAC, we had a presentation from um, David Parisi on this section of roadway, Bridgeway from Napa to San Carlos. He had a great presentation and thought of some good ideas. He's looking at a phased approach to safety improvements in this area, starting with things like striping and signage. And then examining, you know, there could be a second phase or maybe we combine them together with making improvements to the medians and putting in a pedestrian refuge area on some of these crossings. He's even taking it even further to say, okay, look, if we're going to make further changes, such as possibly including a north-south greenway on the east side of this road, parking will be impacted. And also looking at a roundabout approach at Napa Street. Again, phased approach because we don't have enough funding to really get into all of this right now. I'm hoping David can come back to us possibly in our next meeting with more of a full and precise um, report for us so that we can move forward with the next phases. It was pretty interesting in our last PBAC meeting of what he mentioned about multiple uncontrolled crosswalks and how do we address them. So I'm, I'm hoping that he can step up next time to, to also address this, this uh, committee. Bridgeway bike lanes, Princess to Richardson. Um, as you recall, we, uh, 
We have received a grant through ABAG to do the design work. We recently received proposals for that design and the public outreach piece. Um, we are hoping to bring that back to council for award. We also were informed by um, TAM that we were uh, awarded OBAG funding for the construction as well. Now, at, at the time they requested to have OBAG funding, um, we simply had to get it in in order to qualify. So um, in a way I'm happy, but in a way I'm not happy because it seems like we may have put the cart before the horse, which wasn't intended to do that. Uh, we simply wanted to make sure that we were in line to get funding. And I'm kind of surprised they actually elected this project, but it does have regional significance. So I should be able to bring this back to the city council for the award of the design and the outreach piece in the next month or so. And hopefully that project will move forward. OBAG funding may not become available until either, I don't even think it's this fall, I think it's in another year that the actual construction funding will be available. I see a hand raised. I don't know if you wanna take questions while I'm working my way through this. We do have time, so. It's up to you, Mr. Vice Chairman. Oh, let's let's pick it up at the at the end. Sounds good. I'll keep going. I only have a couple more. All right. As I mentioned earlier, when Warren was was uh, kind of talking about projects, we have things that just come up, things that are not on the capital improvement program that we can't plan for. This recent rains, we've have over fourteen or fifteen inches in uh, less than a month. And we only usually have about four inches in February. So pretty amazing. And we have had some slides. Well, this one here is on uh, the North Street steps. We're gonna have to address this. We have FEMA representatives coming out in the next day or so, but I'm anticipating that our staff will be busy helping to try to design something and get this out to bid as soon as possible. So again, things just come up. We don't know if we'll be eligible for reimbursement from FEMA, but we'll move in that direction. Uh, this is one that's been on our list for quite a while. I'm waiting for things to dry out. We do have a plan set in hand. We are ready to go ahead and bid this project. A couple minor things left to fix with it. The, the preferred time is to um, build any retaining wall system here in the late summer when it's nice and dry. We're anticipating putting in a MSE wall, which is called a mechanically stabilized earth embankment, which is basically um, those blocks that you see, landscape blocks, except that it has some plastic reinforcement that goes back in the hillside. So that should happen late this summer. If not earlier, we'll, we'll see how things dry out. All right, Coloma Street. Uh, we've been talking about this project for a while. The original plan was to just improve the sidewalk here adjacent to the field. But um, that seems kind of like an incomplete project. And as Sybil kind of mentioned, extending that sidewalk all the way up to Alima seems very appropriate. So we've asked our design consultant, who is BKF, to not just design the sidewalk in front of the field, but to actually design the system all the way up to Alima. That way it's more appealable or uh, shovel ready for any additional grant funding that may come up. And we're anticipating applying for future grants for this project. There's more going on here on this road too. It's not just sidewalk. The road is in not great shape. It needs to be resurfaced. And there's also a sanitary line 
and some other utilities that need to be dealt with in the roadway itself. So nothing's easy. It, it always ends up like this, that we're going to need some more funding. So we're hoping to find that funding by reaching out to different grant organizations to support the project. A good project, though, um, fairly straightforward, but is finding money in order to do it. All right, other projects that come up. Um, I don't know if you remember here in town, just before the storms, there was an accident at the end of Bridgeway as it connects towards uh, 2nd Street. It's actually Johnson Street. There's an old house here. I think it's called the Castle House that is right there on the beach. And a car ran into it. It was a drunk driver. But that disregarding that, I think this house has been hit several times. We'll probably have to put in bollards here and to do some additional safety measures and signage on this particular section. The reason I'm bringing it up is that things just come up and we are a small staff and we have to adapt our workload in order to address these things. A couple other things, that's all I had for slides or pictures. A couple other things to mention. I think that in our next capital improvement cycle, it's gonna be important to address a few different things that we, we don't always address. One is accessibility improvements. I think the city of Sausalito may have been delinquent in taking a look at uh, accessibility improvements throughout the city. Um, before my time here, I think there was a lawsuit against the city and we're required to do a few different things that we may not have addressed. So that may be a high priority on the capital program. In addition, um, I'm trying to look for funding for stairs. Stairs throughout the city are really important and we need to make improvements to those. So again, lots of projects, not enough funding, very challenging, but um, we're doing our best to, to work our way through it. So that's my update for right now. Thank you, Mr. Vice Chairman. Any questions? Right. Thank you, Kevin. Let's go to public comment first and, and then we'll circle back to PPAC numbers. Jen. Um, thank you. I'm just curious about um, the private property owners responsibility and contribution to the funding on the North Street stairs. Um, the owner of that lot denuded it of all its trees, which then greatly increased the um, number and volume of the slides. Um, and I believe a lot of the this season slides originated on private property. Are they going to be contributing to the funds for this? Um, retaining wall or whatever it is. And that's it. Thank you. Jan, it's an interesting question and I'm not sure I can give you the answer. It has to do with litigation at this point. <laughs> you can probably ah. guess. <laughs> so at this point, um, public works staff is moving forward to try to address the problem as best we can. And then maybe we'll figure out who's responsible for it at a future point in time. Right now, our intent is to open that stair back up to the public because that's what it's meant for. Thank you. Great, thanks. Okay, one more comment from me. Warren, I like your assistant there. That's a great yeah, assistant. I'm just wondering, is it, is it public comment for the cute baby or is it PBAC comment for Warren? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Right <laughs> Very funny. Um, I don't want to jump in if there's any more public comment. Okay, I think we're, we close public comment. Great. Um, 
Can I, can I just had one question about the OBAG, uh, the construction funding for, for Bridgeway. Um, is there any time constraint on like when that money needs to be spent by or, or how much, just want to make sure we aren't under any pressure to like kind of finish the planning process. Cause again, as you mentioned, we're just now starting off the planning process and we have the construction funding already. In, in general, it's my understanding there's six years. So I've got four years to move forward. I could get an extension for two. So I've got six years to do it. That's good. Thanks. Any other feedback comments, Jake? Yeah, just a quick one. And thanks for all that, Kevin. Super exciting stuff. And now you got your, your hands full there. Um, the Princess to Richardson, do we know if the design consultant is going to take into consideration the, 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 the need and possibly adding a uh, crosswalk? Uh, there's a lot of foot traffic that goes back and forth in front of Golden Gate Market on any given morning. You know, I don't, my kids go to school up there. I don't live over there, but um, it's pretty evident on a daily basis that, you know, people are trying to get bikes and cars to stop. And it's a, it's a tricky spot. <clears throat> yes, that is part of the, that is part of the plan. So cool. the, we have a preliminary plan for the crosswalk at the Golden Gate Market. But I also think we're going to need a mid-block crossing halfway down that stretch because a lot of folks just cross the road in the middle. Yeah. Awesome. That's great to hear. We're we're we have our have it in consideration. Thank you. Thanks, Jake. Anyone else want to chime in? Okay. Uh, I'll just go really quickly. Kevin, thank you. That was a great list. It's super exciting. I've got my calendar marked for March 29th for planning commission. Those those tend to be long ones, so hopefully, hopefully I can make it for the main event. Um on Princess Richardson, may, may I ask did you get many um, proposals back, like how many, how many came through? No, we didn't get many proposals back. I believe we have just one. Okay. Well, hopefully that means it's even faster to get through the selection process and get it approved. Yeah. What one small nit on that page is that I think it refers to a median. I think way, way back in the day, I've, that used to be a raised median because some, if you read some of the old articles, it describes it as a raised median, but it's not. Uh, right, the current configuration, it's a center turn lane, which is different than the median. Uh, it just has implications on kind of how it's supposed to be used. And then um, last one, that 211 bridgeway accident, like those, I remember one of those pictures, I think we're in the Marina IJ, um, scary, um, was minor, minor terminology check, like it's not, an, it wasn't an accident, like those are definitely crashes. Um, you know, there, there was someone at fault there, like, you know, accidents are kind of something that like could have been prevented. That certainly is preventable in many, many ways. Um, and just, yeah, all, I'm all about physical safety. So if it's a bollard there, there's other forms of physical safety that we can provide that make things safer for pedestrians, for bikes, for people in cars, I'm, I'm all for it. Sounds good. Okay, I believe that wraps up 3C. And Jake, is that an old hand there? Old hand, sorry, yep. Okay, got it. Great, so I think that wraps up 3C. And now we can move on to four, which was future agenda items. Any public comment on future agenda items? Seeing none, I'll hand it over to PBAC members. Oh, Sybil, please. I'm just taking this opportunity to say I read a little further while I was listening attentively to what everybody said. 
And what I referred to actually is a new intersectional initiative between America Walks, League of American Bicyclists, and Safe Routes to School. So you guys may have already gotten some information about what I was, uh, uh, what I earlier mentioned about help with all of these different infrastructure grants. Um, and uh, since you're all connected in um, various ways to those organizations, but um, so I'm probably speaking to the choir here, as I said, but uh, if not, I've, I've sent, I've forwarded that to Kevin and he can look at it and hopefully um, there'll be some, um, it looks like at least American Walks and the other organizations are all offering different kinds of help to uh, help orient cities and organizations. Um, and we might be able to um, use some of that. That's also when we go next time we talk about um, about Coloma Street, hopefully there may, you know, there may be uh, a couple of new ideas on, on how we might um, uh, look at some possible funding sources that will and um, that's all in terms of future. <laughs> I'm hanging this on the future agenda because I just wanted to say that. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> thank you, Sybil. Yeah, we definitely have Coloma noted once we have new news there. And thank you for sending those grants over to Kevin. Back to the PVAC members, any suggested future agenda items? My sense is we've got a bunch of natural ones coming, but any others people want to in particular call out? I think we've potentially got one around this Bay Trail alignment. So I'm happy to look into this a little bit because um, time may be of the essence on that one. I'd like to bring the Bridgeway um, safety study back as well. So let's see if David's ready on the next meeting. Great. Awesome. Okay, I think that wraps up future agenda item, for item five uh, or item four and item five is adjournment. So assuming, uh, uh, excuse me, oh, I'm not sure we ever approved the meeting minutes from the prior meeting. Oh, we didn't have them. They weren't included this round. We'll include two sets for the next meeting. All right, very good. Yeah, we'll have to catch them next time. Okay, that, that wraps up folks. Oh, Aaron. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. The uh here we go. Sorry about that. Um here I'll put myself on camera. Just wanted to to uh to also mention to everybody that uh as you know I've been in Switzerland a lot and uh I'm gonna be in Switzerland more. So I'll be uh I just got my resident permit there. And uh this isn't a resignation, but it is a uh early notice of, of, uh, my time, my time is, is coming. So anyway, uh, I know Kevin had mentioned, uh, all of us getting together for a, uh, you know, for a lunch and everything. And I think that would be wonderful. Um, if we could, if we could arrange such a thing. So Kevin, I'm going to reach out and, and just, uh, you know, uh, let's, let's do that. It won't be a, a public meeting because we won't talk anything bikes. I'm not sure how we're going to, how this uh, bikes are walking, uh, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll make a point of that. So I, I just wanted to mention that um, as a follow-up because we never did get that done last year. And I know you had mentioned that, Kevin. So can we anyway. have a lunch meeting in Switzerland? <laughs> yes, you may. If you make it over there, you guys are welcome. I, 
I got a killer little spot on the Rhine, uh, and would happy to happy to show you around. I really love that uh, town of Basel. So, <laughs> but it may be easier to uh, hit the joinery, you know. <laughs> so anyway, I'll uh, I'll be following up with uh, something more official when I actually understand my my time and all that sort of stuff. But I just wanted to give you guys a heads up that uh, change is coming. Cool. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for all of your contributions. We'll we'll praise you more later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, I when going through all of the stuff we're talking about. Um, thank you, yeah, to everybody, and uh, thank you, Ben and staff, for uh, for making this progress. You know. Um, anyway, okay, guys. Thanks so much, and thanks, uh, Karen, for running the running the show tonight, and and the other nights when I can't make it. I really appreciate it. Sure thing. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, folks. Good night. Thank you. Take care.